Hello, and welcome to Middle Church Online. I'm Reverend Natalie. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Um, let's get right into worship, but before we do, we're going to take a deep centering breath together. Come, let us worship God. Is the message for all ages. I have an important word to share with you today. Resilience. Do you know this word? 
Resilience. It means going through a hard time without losing what makes you, you. It's kind of hard to understand, right? Let me think about an example. I know. This month is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, where we celebrate the resilience and gifts of our Asian American Pacific Islander siblings. And when I think of this idea of resilience, I think about our friend Gloria Moy, who's preaching today. Gloria is Chinese American and one of the most resilient people I know. A few years ago, Gloria got very sick and recovery was hard. She needed to lean on her community for support and encouragement. But no matter how hard things got, Gloria didn't let that stop her from being who God called her to be. She went back to school to become a minister and graduated from seminary. And not only that, Gloria builds the resilience of her community by marching for social justice, feeding the hungry, and keeping members of her neighborhood safe. So friends, how can you build resilience? Well, we're going to hear in the scripture today about a tree. And a tree is often a symbol of resilience because a tree has roots and fruits. Yep, that's right. A tree has roots that stay strong in the earth when the winds blow so the tree can stand tall. And a tree has fruits that it can share with the world to nourish others. So we can build resilience first by asking for help. Yep, just like a tree, the roots need sun and water and soil to be strong. We need help sometimes. Life is hard and so asking for help builds resilience. And two, just like a tree has fruits, we can help others. We can share our toys and our food and our kindness with others to help build more resilient communities. Would you pray with me, friends? God, thank you for resilience. Please help us have the strength and courage to ask for help when we need it and to help others to build more resilient communities. Amen. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching in the light of God. The light of God. We are marching, marching. We are marching, marching. We are marching in the light of God. The light of God. We are marching. Marching in the light of God, we are marching in the light of God.
Good morning, everyone. My name is Jackie Lewis. I'm the senior minister here, if you're visiting. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And this is a time when we talk about middle rising. I'm so delighted that as we continue to celebrate AAPI Heritage Month, that we get to hear from Gloria Moy today, long-term member who went to seminary on our watch and has beautiful gifts to bring. And uh, Jocelyn Liu will be also helping us lead worship today. And this Tuesday at 7 p.m., we have a conversation going on in our normal teaching space called Not Your Model Minority. So please put that on your calendar and come and plan to be with us. As we think about this Heritage Month and what it means for us to love our neighbors as ourselves, I'm arguing that the fiercest love is the kind of love that understands that we must start with loving ourselves well. So it also is Mental Health Month, and we hope on Tuesday at 7, you might choose to come to this beautiful conversation led by members of our community about how to love yourself well in these stressful times. It starts here and here, so please do that as well. And finally, as we think about how we're rising, at our congregational meeting, we put a survey in the field, if you will, to you. And tomorrow night, your consistory is meeting, honey. Now look, we're not trying to stalk you, but right after worship, Ben is gonna send this survey out to you one more time. And we encourage you to fill it out because we want to know what you think as we think about how to rebuild, what to rebuild, and how to move forward, okay? So we're counting on you to do that. At this moment in time, one of our beautiful members, Anugupta, is going to bring us into a time of prayer. And after that, you'll come and pray the Lord's Prayer with me. Welcome, Anu. Hi there, Middle family. This is Anu. And today I'll be offering prayers of the people. I'm actually really thrilled to be offering you all a prayer that's been with me through all the ups and downs of life, particularly in the last year. So however you feel comfortable in feeling more connected to the divine, to the supreme, to love, whatever you may call this sense of interconnectedness that we all have, I request you to come into that position. For me, it's generally sitting in a position that is at ease, feeling a sense of relaxation in my body, and then just noting my breath. Twameva mata chapita twameva, twameva bandhu chasaka twameva, twameva vidya dravidam twameva, twameva sarvam mam deva deva. You're truly my mother and you're truly my father. You're truly my relative and you're truly my dearest friend. You are truly my knowledge and you are truly my wealth. You are truly my all. O oh, divine being, supreme God, interconnectedness that we all feel. So this was a short prayers of the people coming from the lands of South Asia and India. Thank you all.
Thank you so much, Anu. We're holding your people because there are people in India in our hearts and prayers in this tough moment. Thank you so much. Now, if you will all join me in saying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, say it the way you learned it, say it in the language that's most comfortable to you. Don't worry about debts or trespasses or sins. Let us just pray together. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let us continue to worship the God of many peoples, of all peoples, who speaks many languages.
morning scripture reading is taken from psalm chapter one listen now for a word from god happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers but their delight is in the law of the lord and on his law they meditate day and night they are like trees planted by streams of water which yields their fruit in its season the leaves do not wither and in all they do they prosper therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, and the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Like you, I'm sad and I'm angry about the rise in hate crimes against Asian American and Pacific Islanders in these United States this past year. And at times, it's felt like the world has turned their back against the AAPI community as we struggle for survival. And on a bad day, I wondered if God had abandoned us, but of course God had not. But you can see why I think she has. The census tragedy of the spa shootings in Atlanta, the 91 year old man shoved to the ground in Oakland's Chinatown, the 89 year old Chinese woman slapped and set on fire by two people in Brooklyn, the Chinese man walking home from work who was stabbed in the back on Worth Street. The two Asian-American women waiting for the bus in San Francisco Tenderloin District attacked and stabbed. And these, my friends, are just a few examples. This terror and violence levied against us isn't anything new. When I reflect on some of the history of the AAPI community, I also must remember others of us who died because of hate. And I'm thinking about Vincent Chin. Vincent Chin was beaten to death in 1982 by two auto workers who thought Chin was Japanese and that the Japanese were stealing jobs from American auto workers. Two white men responsible for Chin's death were caught. Both men received no prison sentence, were fined $3,000. My friends say his name, Vincent Chin. Vincent Chin. And I'm also thinking about Danny Chen who was a member of the U.S. Army, who, while serving in Afghanistan, committed suicide after being racially hazed and bullied by his comrades and the command staff. And I'm thinking about Henry Harry Liu, a nephew of Congressman Judy Chu of California, who was a member of the Marines, who, like Chen, committed suicide in 2011 while in Afghanistan. Liu was hazed by his fellow Marines. As a result of Liu's death, Congressman Chu issued a bill, introduced a bill which had been hazing in the military. My friends, say their names with me. Danny Chen and Harry Liu, say their names. It goes back even further than that, from the beginning of the Amer Asian American experience. Chinese laborers who came to the United States to build the railroads 
were victimized by other laborers because they felt un they felt threatened by the unequally paid and hardworking Chinese. And in response to that fear, a series of laws were enacted prohibiting the immigration of first Chinese, then all Asian people. In 1942, Japanese people of Japanese descent were placed in internment camps following the bombing of Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. Japanese people were uprooted and their livelihoods taken away and they were herded, carted off like cattle to live in unfamiliar places. Yet, Japanese Americans, though in internment camps, served in the U.S. military in World War II. Like the proud Japanese Americans, my father also served in the U.S. Army in World War II, and he was a member of the troops that invaded Normandy. Let me tell you about my dad. Herbert K. Moy, first-generation Chinese-American, born in Minnesota in 1921. He grew up in China and returned to the United States at the age of 19. He joined the U.S. Army as an infantryman. He was a member of the U.S. troops that invaded Normandy. He was on the shores at Omaha Beach. After the war, my father held stereotypical jobs that Chinese men did. He was a waiter in restaurants and he worked in laundries until 1975. He was a member of the laundry, laundry, workers, laundry workers Union until one day someone there called him a Chinaman. My father walked out of the Union Hall, never turned back, never looked back. He was for our, our family, a tree planted by the streams of water. He worked hard for us. He fought heroically for this country, this country that never accepted him for who he was much less recognize his heroism. My relationship with my father was extremely complicated. We barely spoke. He expected his kids, all three of us, to excel academically. However, I could not live up to his expectations due to what I later found out before starting grad school was an undiagnosed learning disability, which made learning for me difficult. For me growing up, academics always was a thorn on my side. My mother, was forever being told by my teachers that I was not performing to my potential. Well, let's see, I'm 61, and I'm still trying to figure out what that means. And I think that words like that from educators do more harm than good. Also a thorn on my side was from my Chinese church community, this time with the racist and ignorant remarks made about my non-Chinese friends. This is what ultimately forced me to leave this church and seek out churches that were multi, 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 until I finally found Middle Church, the multiest church I could find. And when I arrived 22 years ago, there were three Asian people, Louie Lu, Jocelyn Lu, and myself. In these past times and these present times, re resilient leaders rose up. They organized, they lifted up their voices, and through their partnership with God, they stood fast in the wind. Through the struggles of the last year, I have found my strength. I have found it when I decided to put my boots to the ground and join members of the Chinese community who are already out patrolling and protecting our elders in our community. I joined the Guardian Angels and the Chinatown Black Watch. I joined the ranks of those who dare to care and put their bodies on, on the line to protect the most vulnerable. Personally, I have been impressed and, hope, and hopeful as I watch the young people rise up and lead the charge to help take care and protect the community. 
I never find my voice as an accidental activist who not only helps patrol the streets, but also speaks for our people, both on national TV and on, at local rallies. Being part of this fight has brought me even closer to my community. The people at Chinatown have gotten used to seeing us patrolling the streets and wave at us and thank us as we pass by. Just seeing the smiles on the faces of our seniors makes the patrol all worthwhile. Like the trees planted by the waters, which Asamis wrote about, the resilience of the AAPI community remains strong. Though we may be weary because of the continued hate and violence directed at us, we will not rest until we are treated justly. We will not give up. Sometimes even trees feel vulnerable. Though their roots are deep, though they are sturdy, they are vulnerable to the elements, vulnerable to the violent winds of hate and the onslaught of bigotry that batters them like, like hail on a stormy night. My hope for the future is that the younger members of the AIP, AIP, AAPI community will never forget where they came from or the struggles that our elders endured to get us to where we are today. We need to continue to learn about our history, about our ancestors who went before us and to be proud of who we are. And we must not stay silent or settle for what is happening. Instead, we need to raise our voices, show up, be seen, and not let up until everyone has a seat at the table. We will not be blown away into the winds like chafe. We will not bend and sway like the willow tree. We will stand strong because we stand together. Our roots fed by the same waters of justice. Family, we shall not be moved. Amen. to be in the same virtual room as Gloria Moy, a card-carrying angel who protects and inspires us. When I first came to Middle Church 21 years ago with my infant daughter strapped in her baby Bjorn to my chest, our beautiful old sanctuary was a slightly emptier place than it would soon become. The congregation was diverse in race, ethnicity, gender, age, and sexual orientation, though not as diverse as it is now. In terms of Asian American Pacific Islanders, we were more or less looking at about three of us. I still remember how Gloria's and my eyes met across the pews, how we nodded, you and I, yes, here we are, Asian Americans in a non-Asian space. That sense has changed as has much else. When I first came to this progressive church two blocks from our East Village apartment, it was because I wanted to give my daughter the experience I had growing up in a justice-seeking church, in my case, the Unitarian Church. I kept coming back because the Tiffany windows, the vast space, the music and people and voices kept little Gracie transfixed and quiet. I came back because of the kindness, the welcome showed me and my daughter in a city where we were used to being shushed not ushered in. 
Reverend Gordon Drott's inclusive, joyful worship gave way to Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis's even more fiercely inclusive one, and I kept on coming to middle to soak in the sermons and the message of radical love. I knew I had to stay and sink my thirsty, thirsty roots even more deeply into its theology. I had to be a part of this holy experiment, this movement, and here's why. All my life, I've had to leave parts of myself at the door of most rooms I entered. I've had to edit myself, which parts depended on the context. At colleges and universities where I've taught, I've had to edit out the mother who sometimes had to rush home to a sick child. I had to edit out the writer who loved literature more than theories about literature, the woman who loved to dance, and who in her writing courses privileged her students' life stories over so-called academic rigor. Though it's said that institutions of higher learning are liberal or leftist, I often had to edit out my politics. When it came to race and ethnicity, to being the daughter of a more or less white mother and Chinese American father, that was the most complicated editing job of all. In the 1980s, I found myself staring with fake appreciation into the eyes of white boyfriends when they sang the song that for many young Asian American women was the scourge of that decade, David Bowie's Little China Girl. I looked away from the dark, hungry stares of the Vietnam vets who told me I reminded them of someone they'd met in Da Nang. I held my tongue when my white male boss, the managing editor of the New Mexico Daily Newspaper where I worked in my 20s, assigned me the email password Cherry Blossom, then sexually harassed me right out of the newsroom. Later, at faculty parties in the Midwest, where I first started teaching, I smiled and answered when asked what did I think of Amy Tan and where did I learn to speak such good English lately? I've been careful to go out masked and with sunglasses and hat so people might not recognize the old Chinese woman in me. When it comes to the latest wave of anti-AAPI violent extremist hate, I am one of those many in the demographic crosshairs. On the other side of the ethnic equation, I've endured too many Chinatown banquets where the great uncles talked on and on about white devils while my white mother and brother and I sat across the round table from them. I've been not Chinese enough and I've been enough of a Chinese woman to have been talked over, not listened to, not heard. Which is why I've not only kept on coming to middle, but have joined the movement served on its board of consistory and now serve on the church's reparations task force. At middle, there is a place at the table for all of us. There's a place for all of our voices and stories. Since my first days here, when there were only three AAPI people in the pews, we now have a glorious choir and meaningful representation on the consistory and staff. Each year for years, we've celebrated the Lunar New Year at which a half Chinese, half white woman like me has sometimes been part of the worship. Middle also has added AAPI Heritage Month to what I half jokingly call the liturgical calendar. Middle's theology of fierce love depends on all of us in this diverse congregation really seeing each other as whole people in the fullness of our glory unedited, messy, our histories and dueling truths wrapped around us like shining flags. 
All of us matter. You matter. Your voice matters. Your stories matter. Your membership matters. Your gifts of money, of time, of both matter. Look down at those captions and in the chat for all the various ways you can give, for all the various ways you can join us. Then come and join us. Just a click away. We have work to do together. Come on, Village Chorus. Here we go, Village Chorus. You hear it. Are you ready? Come on now. And. Please join me now in the dedication prayer. God, bless these gifts from our beloved community, our community that grows and grows stronger each day, nourished by your streams of water, that even in this uncertain world, in these uncertain times, never dry up. Bless the works that these gifts make possible, the comfort, relief, succor, and justice that flow by your grace and power through the middle, into the neighborhood, the nation, and the world. Thank you so much for this beloved community, for the love and presence and generous spirit radiating through this virtual sanctuary. And thank you for helping us keep together and keep it together, to bend but not break under the winds of racism and violence. Thank you for helping us stand fast, our roots intertwined, fed by your infinite love. Amen.
continue to celebrate AAPI Heritage Month. We're so grateful for all the Asian voices that have been in our worship these last few weeks. We're thankful for that and praying for you, standing with you against the violence that's being enacted upon your bodies. We're praying for our South Asian family who are in India and for COVID um, deaths there. We're praying for our Jewish family, our Palestinian family, our Jewish and Muslim siblings, we're praying for peace in the region. We see you, we see you all in your beautiful diversity. We see you, black folks and white folks, indigenous folks, Latinx folks and Asian folks, all a part of the human family, all a part of Middle Church. And we want to be like trees planted by the water, standing with you as we work for justice together. We shall not be moved. May God bless you and keep you. Amen. When I lift my voice, let it be in song, a defiant no in the face of wrong. I will stand alone, we'll stand side by side. Cause we know my love is always just When they try to divide us, Stand alone, we'll stand side by side Cause we know that love is always justified When they try to divide us Justified when they try to.